It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Julio Rodriguez, and this is the Lookout Landing Podcast. podcast on the planet it's me matthew robertson it's lookout landing it's all of us hope everyone is doing okay in this uh the 9000th month of the pandemic but we are soldiering on we've somehow gotten on a regular schedule against all odds and we're happy to bring you another episode uh i am at m robertson 22 on twitter y'all probably knew that you also probably knew who my co-hosts were they're the same people every week it's kate prusser and john troopin what are y'all up to this week the same thing we do every week which is nothing tight 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 john anything going on with you john hangs out with kids well hold on john works with kids (laughs) (laughs) let's let's work on (laughs) let us reframe john John has been hired (laughs) in a professional uh, capacity exactly yeah he's supposed to be there everything is great and legal uh surely surely you have some cool stories though of just kids doing kid nonsense i mean they they just are pretty much as like fed up as everyone like they did an election back when the election was happening and then it ended in a tie and everyone was really upset and then the next day they built a casino which i think is a good response (laughs) to like an election just kind of being a disaster was fuck it all right we're gonna make uno and rat-a-tat cat just like (laughs) something you have to pay for Uh, instruments of the of the democracy yeah wait 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 wait, wait. back up what is 
What is Ratatat Cat? Oh, is that it's a new fun. Game? Ratatat Cat. Yeah, it's, it's a little a, card, it's game. A card game. It's a uh, huh. yeah. fun and easy. Yeah, it's just cats and rats, um, like numbered one to ten, and you you know try to not try to get a low numbers. It's 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 a good like intro game for kids who are six, which is like half the class, um, and then just like a couple very bored and over it ten year olds. So uh, yeah, but you know that is at least interesting, although it does mean I am seeing more people than the average human. But yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, thank you for that. Um, John at Twitter on Twitter, excuse me, at John Troopin, Kate on Twitter at Kate Prusser, and our guest today, also on Twitter, I'm sure you've heard of them, uh, one half of the Cespedes family barbecue, the Mariner fan half. It's Jordan <laughs> Schusterman. Jordan, uh, how tired are you of yourself? Mm. Because I can speak for myself. Coming up on about a year of hanging out with myself in a big <laughs> way, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of fun. So how are you holding up? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great place to start, uh, of course. And, uh, and yeah, no, I mean, I, I have also, I'm fortunate, I, I've been mostly with my family uh, over the last year, so that's been nice. Um, pros and cons to that, as I'm sure anyone could, could attest to. Uh, but, yeah, just, just limit, you know, I miss meeting new people. It's really that simple. I think that's something that is very basic. There's so many things about normal life that I that I miss, but um, especially just like meeting someone for one for two hours and then forgetting about them. That's like a cool thing that I just <laughs> is imp- essentially impossible now. I mean, I guess we experience that every day on Twitter when someone's in the mentions that you don't like. But uh, <laughs> you know, or someone's the main character of the day. There you go, the main character of the day, as we all know. Uh, but. Um, but yeah, that's that's a very basic thing that uh, I, I definitely am look forward to, to doing again. But you know, I'm just trying to reach out to people and and connect with people who I haven't talked to in, in a long time, and that sort of feels like you know meeting new people again. So that's how I've been getting by. Are you in the D.C. area? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Yep. Give us your home address, Jordan. Where are yeah, you? Yeah, right sure, sure. So <laughs> if you pull up your Google Maps, I can give you the exact <laughs> coordinates. Um, yes, I think no. that like I always think of you and Jake kind of as a unit, which right, obviously you right. are not, but uh, you are in different places. Yeah, no, but that's that's an important point. I think that's still something we're 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 fighting uh, to this day, and that's fine. That's that's what we agreed to when we agreed to do everything <laughs> professionally together. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, I am in uh, in Maryland, outside uh, the D.C. area where where I grew up. Um, I was in New York for a couple of years, and Jake is still in New York. Um, but last year during the pandemic, which I think you guys saw that, right? There was a pandemic, uh, is a pandemic actually still going on. Oh, um, that yeah. explains why no one's talking to me anymore. I <laughs> yeah. thought I just <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason. Is uh, that and why I've had so much trouble finding toilet paper. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's the problem. Uh, yes. So I, I moved, I, I abandoned the, the Big Apple last year and have been, been back home with my family. Maybe we'll return to New York, uh, maybe at some point this year. Maybe we'll stay here. We'll see. Uh, still some stuff to be worked out. But that is my rough location. Is there snow? Are you covered in snow right now? Oh, yes. I most certainly am. Uh, I don't think we have as much here as they got in New York. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a solid, you know, nine, 10 inches out there, which has been uh, you know, kind of nice. It's the first like real snow is like cool. But again, it's, it's not like I feel like I'm being kept inside. That's not new. So it's not that feeling is not anything different. Uh, if anything, it makes me want to go outside more, honestly. So um, we there's there is snow. I'm looking at snow. Yes, it's pretty cool, I guess. I would like some snow just to like give me um, like a sense of what time of year it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's very cliche. <laughs> I know everyone has made this joke, but like there's no way to tell 
what time it is. Like, you know, three o'clock feels the same as, mm-hmm. you know, 9 p.m., especially when it's dark like it is in Seattle. But uh, some snow would just be like a nice like, OK, yeah, this is winter. And then February here, too, is usually really cold. And I feel like that's when we get snow in Seattle. So I would love that just as like normalcy, you know, <laughs> like, OK, here's a thing that happens normally and it's still happening. Sure. No, in that sense, you're you're very right. It does. It does provide us uh, some some context for the the time that we continue to try and, and figure out on a regular basis. Um, I was mentioning earlier that it's National Girls and Women in Sports mm-hmm. Day, and uh, it's also apparently National Catchers Day, and I've been oh. pinged to the <clears throat> to the Slack, the Look at Lending Slack, with this video that. Carson Vitale, who is the mm-hmm. uh, field coordinator for the Mariners, has tagged you in. Yes. Along with Shed Long. <laughs> Do you want to describe what is happening here yes. in this video and also explain why why is Carson looping you in on this? Oh, yes. Oh. No, this was a... a Sorry a, for the rough transition there. No, I, no. I this is a wonderful surprise. I was trying to think surprise. of something to transition cleanly, but I was just like, oh, screw it. No, 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 you're good. This is this is a, a Mariners topic I certainly did not anticipate uh, <laughs> discussing when, when I woke up this morning. Um, but, <laughs> Shed but, Long's but, catching future? But yeah, yes. Uh, well, at the very least, catching past. So yes, so Shed, uh, of course, one of our, I think one of our favorite uh, Mariner personalities, and maybe we'll get into where he fits on the 2021 team uh, at some point on this podcast, but yeah, he tweeted National Catcher's Day, a picture National Catcher's Day, and with a picture of him in high school, you know, with his with his chest protector and and his glove, and like he, that's that's Shed catching. And I I did know that Shed. I, I I assume you guys were also familiar with Shed's catching background, uh, but he in his tweet he said, "Lord knows I shouldn't have been back there." Lol, <laughs> yes, he which did. is which is great. <laughs> Um, and also, a like pretty, pretty large cell phone from Chet. right, right, right in so, the public sphere, which I thought was weird. Absolutely. So, uh, and so, so he tweeted that, and then I responded to Shed, and I said, "Disagree. Like, need you backing up Murphy this year." And sorry, if, sorry for the Luis Luis Torrens slight. Like, that's that was not on purpose. I was just trying to be, you know, trying to be brief. Um, and then, you know, that was just a throwaway line. And then here comes Carson Vitale out of nowhere with a video, an eight-second video of Shed in Peoria, in full gear, what I guess must have been not that long ago. I don't know. When do we think this was? Last year? Like, I mean, it's in color, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good point. Good point. Good good clue there. Um, uh, of Shed catching a pitch. And first of all, I would love to know who's who's throwing that pitch. Um, just because it was like, all right, Shed's going to catch you today. Like, all right, sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's probably not Andre Munoz. Probably not Andre Munoz, right. <laughs> uh, but th- the best part of this video, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, is in the video you can hear Shed saying, send this to DePoto, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great. And as as our, our friend Justice Sheffield, I'm seeing, has just responded with that <laughs> quote. Uh, and a bunch of laughing emojis. And just a bunch of laughing emojis. So um, so anyway, and then Shed responded to my tweet uh, basically being like, uh, no, like they are not going to need me. Like, please, that's not a good idea. Uh, he said, oh, yes, because I, I quote tweeted and said he's the that's my emergency catcher. And Shed said, keyword emergency. Don't think I'll be needed back there. But I got to say, though, like as far as emergency catchers go, I feel pretty good about this. Because right? we, we hear about some teams in some pretty dire, dire situations. And I, I feel like Shed could really do a, a bang up job. Or get I banged agree. up. One of the two. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. 
We're uh, uh, we're get, we're gonna get off the rails because I feel like that's just the nature of mm-hmm. this group of people. But did y'all know that Raul Abanez was an emergency catcher at one point, and he I, caught in real life in a major league game? I did. Uh, no, not wait. When? How early in his career? <laughs> Nineteen ninety nine. Actually, I thought oh he kind of came up as a. Ca- I thought he was signed like as a catcher. Uh, that that part I knew. I did not know that he like made it in any capacity at like to catching. Uh, like a la Mike Blowers, like right. Who also, as a child, I just thought Mike Blowers was a catcher, and like my brain, because I like saw that happen, I guess somehow, and that just lodged in like I just kind of assumed, oh yeah, he's he's a catcher, like, and then apparently I was like, oh no, he did that one time, and he played third base, <laughs> like, but I don't know, Raul, Raul, basically, I will say, was like Blowers has big catcher energy. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't blame you at all on that. That's, that's I, I too to labored under this delusion for a while before remembering <laughs> that he was in fact a third baseman. Uh, he just he talks about the game like a catcher does. You know, he he knows mm-hmm. pitching and he's just it's really just that Mike Blowers is extremely smart and good. But mm-hmm. wow, well I did not know this. Thank you for for educating me. Now I'm now I'm gonna go track down this. Yeah. What the hell led to this situation? <laughs> it's four. It's four innings in 1999. Mm-hmm. It's, that's his entire catching experience. Um, back when he was a 27 year old, on his first stint with the Mariners, first of like nine stints with. Seattle yeah Banyas though is also one of those guys where like to me he was 37 for his entire career right so like I can't even it doesn't even it doesn't even you know compute that he was ever in his 20s yeah if you if you come up bald you're not doing yourself a lot of favors you're you're gonna look old for your whole career yes the bald rookie group is that's something I I I like to track who are the bald rookies well yeah I was gonna say like we I think we were talking about the there's that photo of uh, Clyde Drexler who was somehow inexplicably 27 that's been on Twitter and he just looks ancient like Raul Lemonez right. is a holdover from that era mm-hmm. just like you have more wrinkles than any human being you know sub 45 should have like and it's it just because you're worrying that the ball is going to be hit to you like the entire time like I don't know but rough it's rough sitch stressful there's a lot of things a lot of things that work here i mean i don't want to speculate but just from watching him play baseball you could see the sheer amount of tobacco that he would put in his cheek Mm -hmm. and i've got to think that didn't help with the aging process or just his general uh, health at large by the way we should say congratulations raul just got hired by mlb uh oh yeah he's got a got a gig in in the in the league office i assume in new york where Having been there, I don't know if he's going to be able to dip as much. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I uh, coached youth baseball before and coached against a team Raul Amanias was actually coaching at one point because his son was playing on the team, who I think is now a reasonably uh, solid prospect. Um, and he, I believe, was not doing so during the game, but immediately after on the way out, very nice like took lots of time talked to like shook lots of hands and whatnot uh but definitely like was on the way out was was uh seemed to be filling it up uh so yeah that might be might be a tougher one i i don't know if like if he's got an office like next to manfred if there's just gonna be a, like a spittoon uh right, <laughs> sort of stationed around. right. Yeah, what are i would really like that actually that that's a good vibe to bring Do those rules apply right 
um, to to the league office to the yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Even yeah. See, grandfathered in. Yeah, he'd be grandfathered in. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, con- congrats to Raul. He listens, so he's gonna love the <laughs> shout out. Yes. Hey, shout out to his son who's uh, at Florida International University, and uh, will be uh, starting his freshman year. Freshman oh. year. If Florida they play, International. We if, have if they play college baseball this Austin year. Austin Shinton. Austin Shinton from Florida International. There that, you go. That is a school that's been good to the Mariners. Do you know much about Austin Shinton? Because we know that you love prospects and yeah. uh, really yeah. enjoy interesting guys. And I think Austin Shinton, I mean, obviously I'm biased towards him because he's a Mariner prospect, but I think he's uh, extremely interesting. I agree. I agree. I almost, uh, I was texting with Kate last week about just like prospects that, that, you know, we're especially attached to in the non-Julio category. Because <laughs> right. Julio is his own. It's a different, different, you know, stratosphere. Um, and I didn't mention Shetton then, but yeah, no, he's, he's definitely there. And, and I, I have not, I, I, I think you guys have, have maybe, maybe talked to him a little bit, but he, He's uh yeah no and it's I think he's kind of now lost in the shuffle because now that we have and maybe we'll we'll talk about just like what it's like now following this what is one of the best you know farm systems in, in baseball you know it wasn't that long ago when it was so bad <laughs> that like Austin Shenton would be like the clear number one like he probably would yes. have been we would be so excited about Austin Shenton but now that we have these shiny top ten prospects and first round picks and. It's like Austin is nice. He's like a nice player. It's like no, like this dude could be really good. So especially at third, where like that's a position that, um, you know, that's kind of a it could go in a lot of different directions in the next three to four years. So um, yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Absolutely, that is a position that uh, I know just pretty much even fans who casually follow the team are like can see the glaring hole at third base and wondering uh, are wondering what is going to happen there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that carries some built-in excitement for fans. The fact that he's a local kid, obviously, mm-hmm. um, has this inspiring story with his mom battling cancer and um, brother who is special needs, who is a huge inspiration as well. And he's done a ton of charity work up in Bellingham and um, worked for... Oh, and this is where I wish Mikey was on the pod because he would know the name of this school off the top of his head, and I do not have to look it up. Um, But yeah, Austin was involved in a lot of fundraising for that. I'm wondering, uh, I I just think he's an interesting guy because he's kind of a renaissance man. He Mm -hmm. is a photographer. Um, You know, he's interested in, like, things outside of baseball, which I always think is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to know, do you think there are any other vegan prospects out there? Oh, man, that's a great question. Because uh, we had Braden Bishop on a c- couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, Shenton, man, he's he's insane. Like, I don't – why would you not eat a steak? Like, <laughs> I think – like, I think uh, Shenton's probably put a lot of thought into why he doesn't eat a steak, but – Right, yeah. right. And I, I would also just be curious how that – right, in terms of, you know, nutrition is a big part of just – Right, professional athletes. I like. I, I'm sure there would be a large percentage of professional major league nutritionists that are like, "Dude, you need to eat a steak every once in a while." <laughs> but right. I assume they can't make them. So if, if and, and if you're someone as thoughtful as, as Austin clearly is, like, I'm sure that you know they can't make them. But no, I would say I bet there are, just because I think that there's probably other nutrition and health, you know, forward thinking. Mm-hmm. people uh that it's just in this world now uh that they probably do exist in baseball but 
yeah, I have to imagine it's probably a pretty small number. I feel like it's something that would have been reported on wherever you know, it would have been reported on if there mm-hmm. are. So, I mean, I'm willing to stick to, I bet he's the only one, but that, listen, I mean, that's a title that <laughs> I fine, fine with me. Like if he's the only one, great. Awesome. Well, it makes me like it more, but I don't know. I think I'm just playing the odds. Yeah, do not fact check. It's it's the it's fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes, Don't even look at it. Never never truth. fact check us is one of the cardinal rules of this yeah. podcast. If you're if you're another vegan prospect in baseball, guess That's what? True. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not no, a vegan anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I just I would love to know like, and he's kind of yet to start his journey through professional. Mm-hmm. Ba- I mean, he did put in some time at the low minors this year, so like he's been in West in Charleston, West Virginia, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know obviously stuck to his diet there so i would just oh austin shannon come on the pod because i would love to talk to you about eating vegan in charleston west virginia and uh, where you know bacon is like a seasoning i was gonna say it's it's good if you can do it there you can probably do it anywhere i yeah i would love to talk about too like do they have to make accommodations for him at the Mm -hmm. complex like I would think that that would be something that they would be into since, you know, that Washington Post story. Was it Washington Post? The yeah, one about the quinoa mm-hmm. enchiladas or yep, quinoa yep, yep. quesadillas or whatever it was. And everyone just threw up their hands about it. Uh, it almost became like a joke. Well, guess who the joke is on now? <laughs> yeah, when Austin Shen's a top 100 prospect and you were like, what? Where did this come from? Like, <laughs> Take a look at his diet. It's pretty good. It was, it was uh, all that quinoa. We've seen a lot of the top 100 lists come out. Um, who on the Mariners who is not a top 100 prospect mm. do you think deserves consideration for the lists? Oh, man. So I, because I am fortunate enough to have a lot of time and uh, energy <laughs> to put uh, towards this, uh, I track this stuff pretty obsessively. Um, and so I guess I would follow up with the obnoxious question, does Noel V. Marte count because he has made one top 100 I know, 100 I list. know. I am, I am counting Noel V. Marte, who I think we would all agree to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really think this is a point of discussion. I think we, I'm speaking a little bit for John and, mm-hmm. and for Matthew here, but uh, I think we would all consider Marte just included. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. He's, yeah. he's one where, like, even the ones that aren't putting him on are like going out of their way to mention like this is the guy who (laughs) very well could be there soon um you know it's interesting i mean we have you know seven six pretty much solid guys that are have been on most or all of the lists and you know it's hard to to get greedy uh i know kate you have oh no let's no 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 i spent years i i spent years writing about the farm (laughs) of 2016 and 2017 right like i feel entitled to all the greed yes and so to that point i i agree that that we we should you know try let's let's squeeze a seventh on there i will say though like even looking at it somewhat objectively it does feel like a pretty clear delineation that said having read a lot of what you've written about cal raleigh like I'm very compelled by the Cal Raleigh is underrated. Whether that means Cal Raleigh is a top 100 prospect, I don't know. But like, I'm in on that. And then I would say like, we don't have we don't know nearly enough about Brandon Williamson at this point. I think to really be that excited. But 
the whispers about what he was showing when mm. he was healthy mm-hmm. is the kind of thing where it's like, all right, well, let's talk about, and you can kind of apply this too with Cal, with Cal Raleigh in terms of like other minor league catchers. It's like, okay, so he had more homers than every other minor league catcher in the minor leagues. Like, okay, well, that's a good place to start, right? And with Brandon Williamson, I could imagine at some point, maybe it's a year from now, where you're like, all right, how many other left-handed Right. Pitching prospects are throwing this hard with this ball. stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's going to be a short list, right? And so with his medical and with his draft pedigree, like it's it's a, such a small track record and you can never go something that's something I think we probably all deal with following this organization, which pumps its prospects so much, is like how do you balance getting swept up in believing everything you're hearing about right. all of the players versus like, understanding that there are other ways to <laughs> to evaluate the our own prospects than just listening to what Andy McKay says, right? <laughs> um, and so I, n- not that I think they're making stuff up, but it's still, uh, I, I always have to try to at least be remembered that uh, there are a lot of other people evaluating their own players. Um, and of course, you, I, I also believe, again, yeah, you know your own players the best, um, but I think before getting too far away and be like, oh, nobody understands how good Brandon Williamson is and that's why I think Cal Raleigh is a better example because it's like no he went out and did it like he he was doing it and you could all there to see um but I think a guy like Williamson and and, and then Juan Ten also is, is another one where like what you're hearing is like oh damn like that's starting to sound really interesting but uh, I think it would be way too early to really put any of these guys actually on a top 100 list yeah I would agree with that just I mean it's such a rough thing with track record and I think mm-hmm. Raleigh has the best argument like you said because of the track record i couldn't believe when i laid out his numbers against all the other like kind of top tier rookie catchers Mm -hmm. the guys who have made it the guys who are in mlb pipelines top 10 for catchers um and then even i mean i have more where i just pull compared him to all of the catchers i mean he is right up there i mean he's right there trailing rutschman and bart numbers wise just a little bit he obviously outdid Bart at the Cal League, but mm-hmm. because Bart was hurt. I mean, I just I can't believe he's not in that conversation a little more because he has that track record, because he has that SEC pedigree, and I think it goes back to to him not SEC ACC, but mm-hmm. you know major conference pedigree. Yeah, um, it wasn't. That's the thing. It wasn't like a small. It's not like he wasn't a great college player. So, um, and he had yeah. a bad year because he was playing with like a broken thumb, I think, or a hurt mm-hmm. hurt thumb, hurt finger. Mm-hmm. Um, which really depressed his numbers and I think affected his draft stock and his draft standing, um, which is another good reason why. And that didn't come out until after the draft. And I don't know why you would suppress that information because I don't think it, I don't think that it did him any favors Mm -hmm. to not have that be common information because when he's been healthy, he's been great. And it's really been just kind of the one thing that's happened to him. He's pretty durable for a catcher. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think that that's that's definitely. I mean, I'm biased towards Cal Raleigh. I watch him a lot, and sure. uh, I really think that he holds his own. But just objectively, and like you were talking about, it's hard to separate like the hype mm. from the objective analysis. But there mm. is no hype with Cal Raleigh. Like yeah. he wasn't even at the Mariners' uh, baseball bash, the two-week mm. thing. I don't know where he was, but. No, no, Cal Raleigh Twitter takeover. He was getting that degree. He was getting <laughs> he that was. degree. Getting That's true. Finals. He's in. He's in school. Yeah. No. I. I uh, he. He is. Uh, he is an interesting one. And and he's also one now. As we you know 
sort of transition towards trying to win baseball games, hopefully, uh, he could really swing it in a pretty significant direction if he is a big part of it. Because that's not when the average fan is thinking about the up and coming teams he's not even on the radar, you know, like he's not even part of the Mariners being good equation. It's the outfield, understandably, as it should be, right? Like that's why when MLB's putting out the Kyle Lewis, Kellen Julio graphic, like that's what people are thinking about when it's like, right. oh, the Mariners might be good. It's about them. And it's about, you know, I mean, I guess <laughs> the pitcher's less, so I still think people don't really know about them as much, which is fine. But that's who you're talking about. And then now J.P. Crawford and, and Evan Webb with the gold gloves. But uh but no, I mean he could he could swing it in a pretty pretty significant direction if he really is like an actual impact catcher because that that's not a thing that many teams have at all. <laughs> He's got over the fence power, which I think is something that is a little lacking. With I mean Evan White has got it and we've mm. seen it, but it's um, a journey for him to get there from where he was this season. I don't know how much over the fence power Jared is going to have. That's kind of always been the knock on him. I think he will hit and hit and hit. Julio is obviously a ways off. He will bring that, but uh, we're going to have to... I think as far as, like, who is going to be impacting the team the soonest with the most power, it's going to be Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that is that is a very, very uh, compelling argument. So we're we're kind of dancing around it a little bit, like the, <laughs> the whole thing of, like, oh, well, the Mariners are going to be good. If, you know, if X, Y, and Z happens, if these prospects come up, but like to have those prospects actually form a winning team, you'd got to think there's going to be at least a couple proven established big league players around them who can like mm -hmm. help on the field, but also do the classic clubhouse stuff, you know, just be, be the leader, capital L. Um, and so far today is February 3rd. Um, the Mariners biggest offseason pickup in an attempt to maybe accelerate that process is probably Keenan Middleton or Chris Flexen, depending how you feel about Flexen. They're definitely not spending any money, which is yeah. frustrating. Um, so Jordan, my question for you is simple. Uh, how mad are you at the Mariners front office for not adding any players? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. I think it's, I don't know. And, and I've, I, I totally understand where, where, you guys are coming from and you've written a lot about this and I totally am like with you and like the Mariners as some other teams that are kind of in the middle ish where it's like, all right, like you've sucked for a while. Like let's not that. I mean, I know the Mariners had a winning season a couple years ago, but like you've gotten really bad and you've promised to get good. Like, you know, put your money where your mouth is actually try. I mean, it's so hard. You can imagine that, that, the Mariners just being in the position of saying, look, well, we have all these top prospects and one of them's going to be, or two of them, you know, and Kellen and Gilbert are going to be in the big league soon that like, just sit back and be like, listen, we're not, we're not going to go out of our way to spend money to get us to whatever that is. I don't, I don't know what that, what that number is. Right. Because we're not, I don't think we're out here expecting them to go, you know, sign real Muto and sign Ozuna and sign whoever. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm mad because, of course, I'm mad at all the teams for not spending money. Like, something like looking at what yes, the Royals have done fair. this offseason, right? Like, look at what the Royals do. Like, on one hand, I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, the Royals just going and, and paying for like regular good major leaguers mm -hmm. Carlos Santana, Mike Miner, uh, you know, the, even Michael A. Taylor, whatever these smaller ones, right? But it's just like, okay, like, on one hand, like, uh, that's awesome. I get it. Cool. And on the other hand, I'm like, okay, well, well, 
what is the point of that? And I don't know. I mean, I think the Mariners are closer than than the Royals, um, but it's so hard to like totally turn my realistic brain off and think like, what is the total point of doing it this season? At the same time, that feeling does not overwhelm the over the overall being mad at all the teams for not spending. Um, and so that is really a more prominent feeling than specifically the Mariners because I don't think they are that unique to this. And that's part of the problem because they're probably looking around and like, well, why? Why? Like, this is just not something that our teams in this position do. And uh, that's part of the reason why baseball is in a very dangerous and broken place. Uh, and that's the thing. And so that's it. And, and I guess that's my point is I don't think it's a uniquely Mariners position. And that's part of the problem. And I also also why I can't get particularly mad. Uh, that said, as I know John has pointed out, keeping the, keeping the hope that next year's free agents class is going to be amazing as it is, is probably not as always going to be true because mm-hmm. guys sign extensions and it's not as good as it looks but they better spend a boatload next winter and i know you guys i'm sure we all think that but uh it is yeah so there's my long pointed end. sorry if i'm not mad enough that was a good answer it definitely is important to remember that like every team is guilty of this um yeah. but the thing i mean just today especially uh yeah, today's Colton a Wong. great example it's a good time Colton to Wong be mad signed with this. the brewers for like a very reasonable amount of money two years 18 million i think and the most frustrating part is jerry depoto said out loud to reporters like that's basically the exact type player of player he was looking for, for. left-handed right. bat right. who can play second base who's okay. not like lemayhew money like right. if they were going to get a free agent mm. that would make the fans happy it would have been him right yeah matthew yeah. i think that's that's also maybe unfairly where some of the particular degree of frustration kind of simmers for me is like you know if it, it'd be one thing if they were sort of saying like well you know pandemic really threw us off we didn't get to evaluate our players as much as we want to and we you know it's it's really we understand it's frustrating but we really need to give these guys more time um you know and like they've said bits of that but it's like you're saying that, but then you're also saying, well, we still think we can go out there and give ourselves a chance to be a playoff, can, you know, chase a playoff spot, and we want to add, you know, yeah. a left-handed hitting mm-hmm. guy it's who can, who can play these ways, positions. Which is frustrating. Right, right. Yeah. you know, it, it is yeah. like they're setting a very low bar for themselves, which is mm-hmm. what every team, as you said, not every team, but, but many teams are understandably prone to do. But, but like... You're not stepping over the, the bar that you've yeah. laid down on the floor in front of you. Like, you know, their 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 criteria for a left-handed hitter who can ideally play second base in left field. You can sign Eric Sogard or Jason Kipnis or Brad Miller. Is kind of what there you're is. kind of what you're no. looking at right now. Like that's that's what you're yeah, looking we're at. We're all right thinking now. it. We're all thinking it. No, you know, and it's like, yeah, you can do that, but like. I, I don't know. It, it it is that would piss it, me off more than not signing anyone. I know, like stick to one side, you know. Right. Well, well, and that's that. That was part of the thing, right? Is like if you're gonna make these signings, you should sign one or two people who are likely actual, you know, sizable upgrades. You right. know, you, it 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 isn't uh, to your, to your point about like the Michael A. Taylors. It's like mm-hmm. signing someone who is okay probably who's like a one you know one win kind of player versus Mm -hmm. letting someone who might be worse probably is worse but might be better like i would rather see you know 
some of the young outfielders play, or I'd rather see Shed Long play full-time. But, like, if your goal is we want to be in a position where if most of these young guys perform that we're in a playoff contention, then you're not doing that. Like, you're not putting your team in a position to do that, and that seems frustrating. Yeah, I also think that, like, (laughs) we are spoiled and also, you know, there's pros and cons of this. Just, like, how much Jerry talks. Like, there are teams that just don't hear anything about, or, like, their, their GMs are so good at essentially saying nothing, or their ownership is so good at saying nothing, that it's like you aren't expecting anything because they've said nothing and they have announced nothing. And they say the same thing every offseason, whether they are going to spend $100 million or spend $10 million. Like, they say nothing. The fact that, you know, the Mariners front office is so outward and so like this is what we're like we're trying to do this 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 that we get these ideas of like okay well then you should get this exact thing that it is very clear that you want and when they don't it's like well damn it like that's that's shitty like and and to that point again it's an ownership thing right like Mm -hmm. all these issues are just you know everyone would love to go spend money on the best players like mm-hmm. it's not like the it's not like Eric Neander loves having a 30 million dollar payroll like <laughs> yeah, I promise you he would love to get you know yeah. and so you know there are problems with the way that front offices talk about players and the way that the way that they view the game and the way that they like that's that is its own question but if we're talking strictly willingness to spend money on average major league players like it's just an ownership problem Mm. um and i I think that that is why we are still left with literally nearly a hundred free agents that are still out there on february 3rd (laughs) yeah that's a good uh, point yeah so because i think you're hinting at something that is actually important to remember and i struggle with this all the time like the the money thing is ownership that's not jerry depoto you know like so if he wants a player and the ownership tells him well tough luck we're not going to spend on that player then like jerry's kind of his hands are tied but the fact that this is gerard depoto that we're talking about a man who loves nothing more than to change up his roster like right. that like this is this is his whole thing it'd be like right. if you went that's no, true it'd be like if you went to see like genuine in concert and he didn't play pony you're like what what are we doing we like we get it maybe <laughs> you're trying your one to thing yeah <laughs> maybe you're trying to distance yourself from that but at the end of the day you got to play the hits like at least trade like a trade like a, a nothing minor leaguer for a fifth starter at least you know then get back on the tour bus and head <laughs> to boise and honestly like the montero trade was an example where and i can't come up with the version of rafael montero that's an infielder uh, or whatever, like Adam, a hitter. Adam Frazier. That makes sense. Sure, Adam Frazier. Oh, that was quick. Great job, <laughs> there, John. There you go. Well, John John can think about it. John's been thinking about it more than I have. <laughs> um, um, like, that. that's the thing. Like, that is another way to do it, right? Like that, And, and that is the way that I would imagine Jerry would be more than willing to attempt, right? And, and, and to see it with the Montero move, I thought was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so, so right, it is, it is hard to know. It's that's constantly what we're trying to figure out because the GMs are the ones that are out there talking and saying what they would like to do, especially Jerry Depoto is very explicit and very open and very transparent. This is what we want. This is the players we're trying to do. This is the pitches we're trying to add. And as we sit here now, there are still things clearly, like we said, the left-handed bat. So like at this point, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think they are going to sign a Brad Miller or do you think they're going to say, screw it. Let's just do our best with Shed and Sam Haggerty and whoever, and not even bother with the money. And maybe, take the maybe think about it as let's go with this 
if we're f- playing well, now we take that $10 million cushion that ownership said we could have had, and now we trade for someone in July or something. Like, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. But, like, at this point, is if without Cole Wong, are they just going to say, screw it? Like, are, are, do you think there's no more moves, or do we think that we still there's uh, there's another thing to be done? Because you just said, Kate, like, you'd rather them just sign no one at this point. I would rather <laughs> them just sign no one, save the money, roll it into a Jared Kilnick extension. Um <laughs> I I like that idea, and I mean I am I just hate the idea of Brad Miller on this team so much. I hate yeah. it with a vehemence that I can't express <laughs> in a way that wouldn't get us in trouble with the FCC. So um, I'm gonna button that up and just say like I do hope because honestly I think it commit to a vision, right? Like commit to mm-hmm. a vision of either we're splashing money and we're spending and we're gonna try to get better, or we're going to give our young guys a chance to play and mm-hmm. we're not spending. And we know that that's frustrating to you. Just don't try to have it both ways. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, like stick to one thing. And yeah, I think that I understand that there's a long playoff drought. I think most people have resigned themselves to it though. They're excited enough about these guys who are coming up. Like you could sell that vision of the franchise. The people who are going to hate it are the people who are just, gonna hate no matter what you do like you could sign every free agent out there and they'd be like lol same old mariners like you're never getting those people back don't even try by the way i have seen genuine live circa 2002 (laughs) it was actually my first concert he was opening for in sync at the tacoma dome and it was life-changing damn if maybe that could be an allegory for what's gonna happen you know because i love you know concerts that started me on a good path so maybe if this Jerry DePoto genuine not playing pony plan keeps going, <laughs> then it'll lead to, you know, 18 years or whatever of great, great fortune, like me going to cool concerts. So, Jerry, I actually, I so. get it now. At and this point, sorry, at this point, the money I want them to spend is on a pitcher, Taiwan or James Paxton, preferably. Like, if they're going to spend money, I don't want Brad Miller. Like, bring me someone I actually like. I agree. Improve the rotation. Sorry, just to put a bow on that conversation. Yeah. Well, I was going to uh, please gonna shout out you. No, it's about you. I've heard you crush Pony at karaoke. <laughs> do you, rem- do you wow. remember that? Uh, that was when we were playing a game that I used to play pre-COVID with my friends. It's like March Madness, but it's uh, karaoke. And we have a jar and people put songs in the jar and whatever you draw out, you have to do. So someone put pony by genuine in and uh you know there's like two ways you can again it's like you can half-ass it and no one will appreciate that or you can commit to it like commit to a vision and i uh i committed to the vision of me singing pony i mean let me just say now i just miss karaoke thanks matthew appreciate it Appreciate that. Yeah, sorry. About <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. I also did you miss ever see when I the when Kyle Lewis made that home run robbing catch and he mm-hmm. like literally galloped in. I said that mm-hmm. to Pony. I wish I, I had actually more, like, don't think I've seen skills. that. That's, oh, I'll, no. I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. Okay, please, please do, please pass it along. Uh, his mom follows the account, so I always oh. I try to um, avoid like anything salacious. She's a very nice Christian lady, <laughs> so I try to avoid anything salacious involving Kyle Lewis. Um, but I I just had to. I had Couldn't to. Resist. It fit perfectly. 
Couldn't resist. Yeah. No, I get it. I that get was it. the high point of the 2020 season to me, for mm, sure. Like, the, that yeah. one moment was like, I was like, all this crap is worth it. Oh, I thought you meant the content, because that was my favorite part. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, actually, speaking of which, Jordan, are you watching Vibin' with J-Rod? Where are you at on Julio's I, um, YouTube career? I, I am very familiar with, uh, with Vibin' with J-Rod. I am, first of all, when, when I saw that this was going to be a thing, I was like, this is, I mean, like the Julio hype train has, has left the station long ago. Uh and we've all been very fortunate to be. It small left parts the station at like a forty-five degree long, like angle. Like yeah. it's in yeah. space at this. Point. Yes, it is. It has been a, a meteoric uh, journey already, and um, it's it was the kind of thing where, when I saw this was happening, I was like, I don't like this is almost overkill to the point where I was like, I don't even deserve to have this much more Julio content, honestly. Uh, but I think having watched them and having seen uh, the way that they're structured, my one takeaway is that Julio is incredible, uh, and my other takeaway is that uh, they could uh, use some production help in terms of the, how they uh, organize those conversations. But that's as someone who you know has made a living talking to players, <laughs> so I feel a little like I I could see where it's like, ooh, I wouldn't have done that because yeah, I mean, that's specific- why this conversation went nowhere, and yeah, that's what you know. Spe- yeah. Specifically, can we get into like some specifics? Because mm-hmm. I agree, I've had the same feeling as that, and like mm-hmm. you know, they'll do like cute little overlays of like. Like, Noel V likes to sleep, and then there's mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. overlay over him of him sleeping in a bed. I'm like, well, that's cute, but... <laughs> right. what? Oh, I know. The edits and whatever is just, like, I think the main thing with Julio, and this is true with everything that he talks about, when because he, he, he wants to talk, he wants to keep being out there. Yes. Um, but, like, when you give him the same questions over and over... Uh, he's going to give you the same answers over and over. And that's too bad because I think he will give you funny question answers. If you just ask him anything different mm-hmm. and he wants to try, I would say one of the best things conversations I've heard with Julio was the interview he did in West Virginia um, with the West Virginia mm-hmm. uh, broadcaster. I'm forgetting his name, but that David was, yes, yes, that was uh, a conversation with Julio that I've seen over the last you know, over two years. Um, and I can imagine that was whatever in the Are you, you know, talking summer. about the, the podcast episode that they did? Yes. Or the, yeah. there was an on-air interview, but there was also a podcast episode, which you yes. can go. It was called uh, Something the Grid. I can look it up. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. So it, it, it was the podcast episode, and it was like, and and by the way, we can only imagine how much you know better his English is now. I mean, that was in in summer of nineteen. Um, I think the thing with him is just like, on one, I understand expanding the inclination. The grid. Sorry, expanding the grid. Sorry, expanding the grid. There you go. Expanding the grid. Yes, and I understand the inclination to want to just like build everything around him and, and let him let him do his thing. Um, I would almost like somehow open it up more and like don't give him a script to read <laughs> in some senses. I think a lot of the best moments were not when he's looking down and reading a yes. script. Um, no, I absolutely. agree because there were so many times where in the vibing with J-Rod things where you see him talking and you see he's having a conversation with a guest and then it's like it stops and he looks down at his cue cards for the next question. Right. And I just feel right. like it's a crutch he doesn't need. As yeah, much. it's yeah. it's that gotta, and another thing. Sorry, go ahead, Matthew. We got to teach Julio the yes and technique. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but again, like his passion for just you know sharing his experience and whatever, like that's so powerful that more. Que- and by the way, this applies to everybody. like especially with him when he's so passionate about baseball in general. Do more baseball. Like honestly, more baseball specific questions can be interesting. Like. I would love to know. Now I'm just giving these questions away for free. Hopefully, I'll, I'll talk. To, you know, if I get to talk to Leo, whatever, I'll still get to ask him these things. But it's just like I want to know about his signing class. I want to know about the players that he was playing with since he was 13 and 14. Who are those guys? What are what is your relationship with them now? I want to know what he thinks about Juan Soto. I want to know what he thinks about the generation that is now like showing like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can be a major leaguer when I'm 19. By the way, I think that's a huge part of why he's so confident, not just his own personality, mm-hmm. but it's very easy to look at Juan Soto and Tatis right. and whatever and be like, why can't, like, I could do that. That's fine. Right. Um, and maybe we've been spoiled in that sense. But I think an overarching message that goes beyond just vibing with J-Rod is just like, find what these guys actually want to talk about and don't just be like, let's do the straight, the obvious personality questions. Right. Because when you just, most baseball players will tell you that they like to golf and they like to fish (laughs) and they like to hunt. (laughs) That's what they're going to say if you ask them what they do away from the field. Right. You've got to take it a little bit in another direction (laughs) because that's that's what you're going to get. And and, uh, and, and maybe that sounds obvious, but um, we we learned that a long time ago, and I would encourage anybody who's going to interview a baseball player (laughs) that uh, don't try and and go – if it's obvious that they're going to say fishing, hunting, and working out, (laughs) then – come up with a different question <laughs> right well, i 100 I mean, agree with that i would also yeah. while we're shouting out um, minor league broadcasters we're pretty mm-hmm. fortunate in the mariner system to have Definitely. a lot of good ones at every level uh david Kahn and kyle human did the expanding the grid podcast in west virginia where you can go back and listen to a lot of those interviews the julio one is great there are other really fun ones mm-hmm. um keaton Googly in mm-hmm. modesto did a lot and he has a lot on his channel i think he has a youtube channel where he's archived a bunch of them and he has a similar interview with julio where um and he interviewed the bullpen as like a group and that was one of Mm -hmm. the best interviews i've ever heard where they were all again like just playing off each other talking about um like what their goals were for each other and you know it was a little personal but it was also about baseball and i mean i understand that you want to get a perception of who these guys are off the field but like Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's not the most interesting things about them. The most interesting things about them, I think, is like what drew them to baseball? What are the connections they've made there? 
what kind of players are they? Like, what is the connection between these two players who are sitting here? Because mm-hmm. it's not like hunting or fishing, or right. if it is, that's dull. It's baseball, so let's, exactly. let's stay on that. And 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 to that point, like, I think you can, with the right questions about the sport itself, you can learn so much about the person. And you think that, like, oh, this is just, I'm only going to learn about them as a player. It's like, no, no, no. Like, if you ask them the right question about their experience being a minor leaguer or being a pitcher or being, you know, an outfielder when he, you know, robs a home run or when he gets hit by a pitch or like you can learn so much just about the personality as well and i would say another example of that just on this topic and i i don't know i know we're going to all kinds of crazy trans uh, you know digression here but um i watched uh, uh an interview recently with jared kelnick that he did with usa baseball i know we're shouting out all kinds of random podcasts and stuff now but <laughs> it's very relevant um and he was just like reminiscing about his time with Team USA in very yes, specific yes, I did see that. detail and like in a way that fascinating. is is fascinating and like that's the kind of stuff that is the best Jared Kelnick content because he that is not a personality where you're necessarily it's going to be very easy to crack with any question about what he likes to do off the field or what he thinks what his favorite TV show is like that's not that's not where it works but like if you point him in a direction to tell a story about a baseball experience uh, that can be. And in his case, it's like extremely like I am a freaking baseball freak, savant, whatever. Yes. In other cases, it's like I like for a case like Taylor Trammell, uh, who hopefully you guys will get to talk to soon. Like for him, it shows you how much of a goof he is, right? Like what happened to him in the Futures game, right? Like that's such an amazing story. Like, and and that it can show you a side of them with questions about the sport. Right. That could show you personality questions or, or personality traits. Braden as well, told so. a hilarious story when he was on about um, his girlfriend, now wife, who was a basketball player at the University mm-hmm. of Washington, oh, and yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. was on their bus when they yes, were headed to. Yes, that was a fantastic yes. story. Yes. So, I mean, and that's by the a way, story that's about the sport, but also you yeah. get such a sense of Braden's like, deadpan sense of humor. Like, exactly. oh, this is not how I exactly. anticipated and this And his, his debut story about Ichiro and going out there getting <laughs> food was incredible. Like, by that, multiple sections. That's the kind of thing, man. Like, that was, right, by multiple sections. Right, it's just like, Finding those those moments um, and and asking guys to to relive those moments in their careers or pitching in Clinton or yes. <laughs> you know pitching it at a you know Division two school or whatever it is like they all these guys have such different paths and kind of z- zooming into their personal baseball journey is something that has always worked for us and what I always find interesting. I think there's like a little bit of a hesitation to do that because like, oh, if you're telling a story about Clinton, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably a pretty MILB story and sure, sure, maybe sure. that's going to make Clinton look bad. And I think there's a lot of fear around that. But honestly, if it's a, if it's an honest story and it's well told, I just mm-hmm. think like people can't get that mad about it. Right. No, uh, the story like, that's I would their own love, experience. The story I would love to hear from Jared Kelnick is Jared Kelnick came across my radar for the first time from the perfect game all-american classic where he was sitting in a room with like kumar rocker and nolan gorman and like all these super premium prospects and jared felt you could tell like he was a little awed by the company that he was in and he was a little like maybe i don't total you know i'm i'm so impressed to be here with you guys like Mm -hmm. he didn't think he was the biggest baddie in the room and like Mm -hmm. i just wonder how many times jared kelnick has had that experience that's a conversation i would love to dig into with him like 
Yeah. That's where well, I think he's really interesting. He's not as interesting to me when he's talking about how much he loves to hunt. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I think too, that's, that's a question we've had a lot of success with in the past is, this is semi-related to what you're saying, is when did you know you were better than all the other kids? Right. Because every player that you talk to, even in the minors, has that story. Um, and again, now, Sam, Sam Delaplane had that story, and his right. was interesting because he's a short kid, right? Right. And he's a right, kid right, who's right. called in to replace, and like he struck out ten out of twelve batters or whatever, and they mm-hmm. were like, "Well, you know, thanks, you're fine, but you know. <laughs> right, right." There, and you can just tell how that mm-hmm. molded him as a player. Mm-hmm. Can I just and note as a person? Can I just note we. Because I love that question, and I think it is such a fascinating thing, because, like, we generally encounter these players as, like, well, you know, rare, very rarely are they the best player on their team, but, like, for right. most of their lives, they have been. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to when we talked to Joey Gerber, and he didn't really ever have that yeah. moment. <laughs> like, he <laughs> never really That's was true, like, though. Right. You know, it was like, they're, they're you know, because you'll see, for the most part, it is that way, but sometimes it's just like... Yeah, it just kind of kept working. Like, <laughs> Oh, 100%. That's the other thing. Or you talk to someone who grew up in Southern California and played when they were 10 with someone who was going to be a first-rounder. Yeah, you know? like yeah. Sometimes there's there's that version. Yeah, like um, I would like to talk to Jared Oliva of the Pirates about mm-hmm. that because he was like on a team with mm-hmm. um, Keon, what's his name? Broxton? No. I'm getting his name wrong. The Brewers guy. What is his name? Keston Hira. Keston Hira. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He was on a team with like Keston Hira and Mm -hmm. somebody else who was like a super. So he was literally never the best player on his team. It was a walk on at Arizona and then Mm -hmm. just played his way into um, getting drafted, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, What a he's such a cool. He's one of my favorite players in the minors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And and that's the is I guess, again, like it's just. All of these guys have different roads to the show. And, like, that is something that baseball has better than any other sport, in my opinion. Uh, right, because of part- the long buildup. Because of the long up and because of how many different levels you can come from right. or start at. And and, uh, and and there's just more players, right? So it's 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 easy. So, um, yeah. I don't, yeah, this yeah, is a good, fo- good, good the reflection. The football here, story is like, oh, I, I got picked on day two. Like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Like, let me tell you about Devin Sweet, like, being told he had half exactly. an hour to get to the airport so he could fly out to Peoria and, you know, paid his yes. own way or whatever. Well, and, like, had applied to grad school. Like, it was, yeah, he was right. going to oh grad school. Yeah. yeah, so, it, it, it and I, I just think, like, maybe it's it feels obvious. And, mm. like, I do want to get a sense of these guys as, as people, too. But that mm. will come up as they're talking about what's pa- what their major passion is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I I think the the point you made, Jordan, and, and about giving, you know, when you have players, because like you said, a lot of players they're not going to want to talk that much, or you know, they're not going to want to vamp. But like, even thinking about what has made a lot of the Mariners' team so endearing is like their commercials have been amazing when they've given you know they've like put players in reasonably entertaining circumstances and you get to see Mm -hmm. a little bit of you know these personalities shine especially like guys who you wouldn't otherwise like you wouldn't care about wade leblanc and like (laughs) you but like you know he managed to show i mean obviously we knew before that that he was like sort of a goofy dude but like the, the you're getting the opportunity to see these guys uh interact and and um 
you know, showcase a little more personality in those sort of, I you know, either like very creatively structured environments or unstructured environments, and that that is like that's how you get some of the best stuff I think for 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 athletes in any sport where it's where it's you know you're seeing those moments you know where in the NBA where like guys are chatting with fans on the sidelines or or when they're you know doing something mm-hmm. goofy or or in the NFL you know it can be just a, a, a surprise moment and I think baseball has so much opportunity to get those sort of fun moments remember Kyle Seeger and Carlos Ruiz shouting animals yes! at each other in Spanish <laughs> totally oh unprompted yeah. yeah totally yeah. like out of nowhere and that was better than any manufactured content we, that was better than any yeah. of the commercials that year yeah so I, yeah. I hope we get more of that because I think that's a really good point about like especially when you have someone like Julio who does like you have to give a little bit of trust that you know your player isn't going to <laughs> embarrass the entire organization and is in fact going right. to be funny and charismatic like literally everyone who encounters them says they are. Right, like, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But I you agree. can't also just expect Julio's natural charisma to do all the work for you, which I feel like right. the late there's a video that dropped today with Taylor Trammell where he's like mic'd up and it's really just the pressure is all on Taylor Tr- It's Taylor Trammell walking around and trying to be funny with his teammates. And Trammell is his, himself a really funny guy. But I think that the piece overall doesn't work because it's just these short interactions. It's a lot of the, the Dominican guys. Like, he's there with Jonathan Classe, who does not speak a ton of English, like, trying to interact with that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that... That honestly is one of the better moments of it because they're all watching Julio hit in the cage and so there's like a, an activity they're all participating <laughs> in. But when it's just like Tramel wandering around and randomly talking to his teammates, yeah. it's 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 just like a workout. And it's, yeah. it, finding, it, just, it doesn't work for me. Finding that balance of um, when you have the guys that are willing to participate but you don't want to right you're not asking too much of them like on one hand like there's there's it's finding that balance where it's like okay cool this guy is very you know nice charismatic like fun and like when you're just talking to him regularly but like it you can't just put a camera on him and say go like there that's a very small number of players that can actually do that right and especially when in a billion and i haven't watched this video but in a in a case like that where you are and and with with you know Julio's show too like you are asking them to do more than what basically that's not their job right like you can be a cool personality and not, not perform once the camera turns on no. um and so so yeah it's but but it's hard and again the first step is good like still like having this effort and giving that access is still worthwhile um and i think we have higher expectations because when you see it done well you want it to be like that for your team. All I, the time. I don't want right. to. I don't want to put you yeah. entirely on the spot, but I am yeah. going to because, like, mm-hmm. this is what you and and Jake I think have done really well for you know really your whole professional career, um, and even before it was like professional. Like, right. what what are there a few like specific things that you would like want to see? you know, or want to do if, if a team was like, all right, like, here you go. You can talk to any of our guys, like, come on in. Let's, you know, set it up. Yeah. Like, are there things that you, you would really like to do, um, that, that you think would vibe well? Hmm. 
Yeah, uh, man, <laughs> it is it is a very tough question, and I think thinking about like in 2019, especially when we were still a cut four and still doing that stuff regularly and going to stadiums and mm-hmm. we were constantly doing ideation processes mm-hmm. about this stuff like the reese hoskins um, stuff was yeah oh right stuff with that, that's something i think of was so good yeah and that that this was a you can go watch this video basically we did a a mini home run derby with reese hoskins and scott kingery this was in triple a lehigh valley and uh we i mean we basically filmed the whole thing on our <laughs> on our own but um, we with like you know little wiffle ball or rubber ball type things, um, but that was another one where it was it was like okay like if you're willing to come swing wiffle ball bats like this is a, <laughs> this is a layup like yeah. this is the easiest thing in the world um, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not that obvious and obviously getting that by the way that's another thing is is physical stuff is not always the easiest True. to get teams to agree to mm-hmm. uh, but that's also sometimes some of the best stuff like when the Marlins let us smash fruit in slow motion like wearing a jumpsuit wearing like like that was ridiculous and i'm pretty sure most teams would not have let us do that and that was a situation where the marlins were like fuck it like sure you're gonna come do a video with our guys yeah yeah so uh which i'm very thankful and you know shouts out to them um because (laughs) especially during the season two like Timing these things is so important because if you catch a team when they've lost three in a row, it doesn't matter how cool the guy is. He's yeah. going to be in a pissy mood. Yeah. You know, if you catch a team <laughs> in the opposite and now suddenly he's way nicer and way more friendly and in a great mood and can talk to you for 15 minutes instead of five. Uh, that whole game is something that we now haven't got to do for nearly two years. And so... Uh, which is to say that, yes, I'm filibustering this answer because I haven't <laughs> d- done this ideation, and, and that sucks. I hope I haven't lost that skill. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, just, I just miss being able to, to talk to players and, and because so much of, of the best stuff, too, is talking to them, as you, and you guys know this from your, even just from podcasting, is the 10 minutes you talk before and the 10 minutes you talk after. And sometimes that's the best stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, well, that's stupid. Why weren't we recording that? But like <laughs> establishing that rapport is also, you know, half the battle. Mm-hmm. So um, just, you know, it's it's just getting players at ease. And I think that as, as we hopefully will be able to go back to stadiums, like these guys do this next wave and, and we're fortunate with our prospects in general. But like there are a lot of these guys that do – care and want to be out there and if you give them the right platform and you ask them the right questions and you're but you're not asking them to do too much you're not asking them to to be the brain power of the production but if you just want them to to be a part of it um i think i think we're gonna see and this is why i'm not super like doom and gloom about just like the future of baseball because i just trust this generation of players mm-hmm. um to be interesting and to be engaging and to be uh kind of more forward facing than the last generation of veterans mm-hmm. that were much more like stay the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this next wave is going to be a lot more, uh, more friendly and open. And I think uh, that's going to go a long way towards anyone that's trying to make this kind of content, whether it's me or you guys or whoever. I also think like there's, there's a loyalty to the front office. Like mm-hmm. we keep our mouths shut and we do what the front office, we do what the team wants us to do, what the organization wants us to do. But there's more of an understanding than ever. I think that like, you're kind of on your own in this, in the baseball world. Like, mm-hmm. 
a team will manipulate your service time a team will deal you away like most players will not be with one team for their whole lives so it's like all about building your personal brand and mm -hmm. getting people invested in you the player rather than you as a part of this organization so i think that that might too lead to guys seeking more access or seeking more of an opportunity to be a brand mm -hmm. yeah well finding that's also obviously a balance right that every yeah, which player, is a young player is trying itself. to strike right it's like how much should i be out there if i haven't you know done this or that yet um but I don't know. I mean, I think uh, there we've seen enough. I mean, not just Julio, and I believe Julio will become, you know, major league all star, of course. But uh, <laughs> it's 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 it is very unique to to watch someone in some ways so far away be so be so out there. But it is uh, boy, we're obviously all rooting for him. Yeah, sorry, team. I was a little distracted for the last 10 minutes or so. I have a guy in my Twitter mentions openly <laughs> wondering if Jared Kelnick even exists. So I've been trying to make heads or tails of this. His argument seems to be that since Jerry is just biding his time to bring up the prospects rather than getting big league talent, that he's actually stalling because they don't exist and he has no plan. So I'll keep my eye on this, guys. Don't worry. But... uh I do think Jared, for the listeners who are curious or concerned, uh, I do. I will go on the record as saying Jared Kalnick does exist. Yeah, no, he's he is he's a real thing. I'm pretty sure. We, that's allegedly. I'm allegedly. That would be think, really disappointing. I don't allegedly. think I've seen him in person. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've only seen him on Zoom with his big hair. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, even at like the spring trainings, though. Um, mm, yes. Very, very short elaborate little... CGI prank. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the, him you making that catch in spring training was all CGI. He does. I was gonna say all those all those homers he hit in summer camp was like a stand-in wearing like <laughs> a like a green suit, you it's know, a, and some Truman Show shit. I mean, I was yeah. I was gonna say like he does look like a lot like a young version of Homelander from the boys. So like, it could just be like a lot of CGI and like making him into you know have him fly around hit baseballs really hard. Um, he does give the appearance of being a baseball robot at some yes. times, but I've always found yes. that to be charming. <laughs> Especially when he's on your team. The best kind of robot. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very excited for the Alex Bregman vibes that I get off of Jared because, like, I can't yes. stand Alex Bregman, but I know yes. I'd love him if he was on our team. That's Jared, right? Like, yeah. once he's got enough service time to run his mouth i feel like he's going to be running his mouth and we're going to uh, love him guys we have breaking news <gasps> oh no oh god oh my god did something did you just drop something what how is, is it, 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 it is it is it could not be more divergent uh convergent of our interests and discussions are you hold on <laughs> i got tweet kate, deck baby oh kate do you see the news? Uh, yeah, somebody just just dropped it into our links channel. Oh, <laughs> Matthew, fourth Whoa. one to get the news. <laughs> wow, this is great. I'm glad we're recording this, guys. Man, King can, we, can, can we get an episode off without some like weird? Yeah, Jordan, did, didn't news? we have you on when something wild went down last I time? I think I don't know if it was while we were recording, but it was like within you know a few hours in either direction. I think the first oh, time we that? had you on the like Ryan Healy trade had just happened. Yes. And then yeah. that something. sounds very <laughs> correct. Yes. 
I'll, I'll let the people know what's going on. Uh, Atlanta Braves legend Felix Hernandez has signed with Baltimore. <laughs> on a minor. Minor league deal worth $1 million. John Heyman has added a hashtag king, which is how I feel about it as well. It's some, you know what? Some it's, king it's shit for Felix. What a grift. He got so much. Like He he didn't do anything at all last season, and he got another contract. It, great job. You know what? Dude, he looked great yeah. last season. Spring, sort of. I guess, yeah. I guess. He was balling out in spring training. I, like I will say, not the worst the thing Braves. John Heyman has tweeted recently. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> definitely correct. I liked him much better as the Braves. Like, as an Oriole, I think we play them. I yeah, know. I was going to say, yeah. Atlanta was the perfect, yeah. literally, you couldn't pick a better place for him to yeah. have ended up yeah. than Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. NL East, right? Yeah. Ideally, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And like good teams. So, yeah. like, basically, it would have been cool if he was like the fifth starter on a team that made the playoffs. Yep. Yep. And now it's just even more sad than it was when he was pitching with at the. Oh, but is... also, like, holy shit. Okay. I'm surprised Jake has not. I guess he doesn't. We don't have Heyman notifications on. He's not on Twitter as much as I am. But, um, wow. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna wait to see how long it takes Jake to see this. <laughs> yeah. Because Let us know in real time because we want to know that too. Is yeah. Felix Hernandez the missing piece for the 2021 Orioles? Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, it's not. By the way, it's also not just that. Like, I'm pretty sure they play each other. Um, Camden Yard. I, in fact, yeah, that, in fact, oof, this is very. Oof. This is very relevant. I, I was at his third to last start. At Camden Yards in September of oh. 2019. Wow. Um, and he gave up a freaking homer to who was the shitty Oriole? God, that game sucked. Oh, I right. saw Kyle Lewis homer in that game, which was cool. That was, wasn't that his, like, oh, no, it wasn't the first game back after he got. No. Was it the no, first game was, back after he, like, got moved to the bullpen? Uh Oh, oh, no, I don't think it was his first one. Oh. Oh, my God. Now I'm just getting texts from everyone that's not Jake somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, sorry. I just wanted to pull this up. But, yes, but this is crazy. I The last time I saw Felix, that was I was in person. He lost to the freaking Orioles in Baltimore. And let me tell you, the two or three home runs that he allowed were like, God damn it, I hate this ballpark. Yeah. And now we will be saying it oh, yeah. you know, uh, probably it's, 27 it's, times. It's right off the bat, too. It's uh, April 12th. At Baltimore, thirteenth, oh fourteenth, oh. four-game series at Camden Yards. Oh man, get, I don't know. Wade LeBlanc, know Felix Hernandez, back to back, baby. <laughs> oh, it's God. the homecoming kings. I don't know if it makes it better or worse that there definitely will not be allowed to be fans at that point. Uh, better, and so definitely I better. won't be able to be there. Um, okay, you know who he gave up home runs to? Anthony Santander, who's sure. actually good. Yeah. And Hanser Alberto, which oh. I don't even know how it's possible. I didn't even know he could hit I was going to say, he, I, I thought he had like a, like a speed governor, like you know they have on big trucks. <laughs> like his, his launch angle can only be not higher Dude. than like 10 degrees. <laughs> yeah, Hanser Alberto and his first percentile exit velocity <laughs> wow. managed to hit a home run against Felix. So uh, that's... Uh, Baltimore comes to T-Mobile Park May 3rd fourth and fifth fuck so, also that could legitimately be the first series that they have. <laughs> <laughs> it could be yeah we're, well, we storming, we're storming the field baby <laughs> wow oh my tell God. your boys <laughs> meet you guys at the stadium i just this is really something all right well i mean i i what other note to freaking end yeah. on i mean yeah. I, we yeah. can keep talking no. i don't have anywhere no. oh like, wait Jesus. i did 
I did have some rapid fire questions for you, Jordan. This yes, will be a please. great ending on the, the state of Major League Baseball as a whole. So I'm just going to throw them at you. These are yay or nay. So tell me if you're in favor or against it. And I guess John and Kate, feel free to chime in too. Um, Universal DH, yay or nay? Yay times 100,000. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Duh. that. I think we like, can stop just, pretending pitchers hitting has to matter. Can I just say, like, I mean, it sounds like we'll have that pitchers will hit one more time this year, you know, the last hurrah. Uh, NL team, NL fans out there, if you're listening, you, are, you think you miss pitchers hitting, but after even going 60 games not having pitchers hitting, you are going to despise every second of it. I guarantee it. Okay, what's the next question? Um, expanded playoffs, yay or nay? Yay, but not 16. 12 okay. I would be fine with. Okay, interesting. So what would that look like in your head? Have you thought that far? Uh, the, the, what would the bracket be? I think uh, maybe I'm totally making this up. I would be cool with the number one seed getting a bye and everyone yes. else plays a three yeah. or five game series. I was, was going to say, that's the John Troopin siren song. Yes. Cool. Have not talked to John about that, but I'm, I, trust, I trust that he has it all worked out, and I agree with him. Yep. Okay. Uh, Rob Manfred going to prison, yay or nay? <laughs> Wait, should he or will he? I listen. I'm monitoring the situation. I can't reveal any information no, at this no, time, but no, we're no. closer than you think. No, I mean, no, no. All right, fair enough. <laughs> this is not the kind of person that. that no. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Lighter Sorry one. Sorry to disappoint. I know people really don't like Rob Manfred. No, listen. I'm a professional. I gave you a lighter one after this. Uh, the Mariners oh. teal jerseys, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. I'm not a I'm not a strong opinion about uniforms guy in general, to be honest. So Oh interesting. I, I like to, okay. Yeah. That's something that is a like people when when there's discourse about uniforms, I honestly I can't I just can't bring myself to care that much. I mean, not that I can't look at some uniforms and be like, that's cool or that's not cool, but I'm not like, Oh, this is a disgrace or oh, <laughs> these are the best uniforms. No, I don't care. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. My thing, I do like the teal aesthetically, but I think just as a principle, like it's one of the only things the Mariners have that make them unique. So they would be mm. foolish mm. to get rid of them. Mm. Um, yes, agreed. This last this last question does have a correct answer, so I hope I feel like you'll know what it is. Uh, Mark Canna, yay or nay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the nayest of of nays. <laughs> did you know, by the way, that we did Mark Canna was. We wh- the fact that we even ended up having to deal with Mark Canna is the Colorado Rockies' fault. I was going through oh. all the shitty Colorado Rockies moves of the last whatever five or six years. They took him in the Rule Five and then traded him to Oakland. Like Ooh. you had it, you you almost got it. You almost got a good Rule Five pick, and then somehow you managed to just Rocky all over the place. Rocky all trade him over and be- become. Yeah. A, a infuriating uh, nemesis of the Seattle Mariners. Sorry. Anyway, there Fantastic. you go. Nay. Wrong. Out. No Good more Montana. Beautiful. That was the correct answer. Yes, I did it. All right. Well, that was all I needed. I wanted to make sure we got the important <laughs> opinions out there. Um, like I said, I am monitoring Rob Manfred on the prison thing, so I'll let the listeners know what's going on there. Um, I'm not saying I'm not pro prison. Obviously, let me let me get that on the record. Yeah, it brings you no joy to report state. this. It, exactly. But listen, someone has to make like, you know, 
make sure that the the people on top don't continue running the little people into the ground. That's all I'm going to say. That's no, all. That's say. I mean that's a that's a fair point. Cool. Um oh go ahead. Do you have something else? I was just going to say like I'm sitting here <laughs> with the John Heyman tweet open. <laughs> like I have like I've I've clicked quote tweet. <laughs> but I don't know what to say. <laughs> I yeah. really don't. Yeah. I've, I really don't know what to say. I've definitely. Uh, I feel like I have, to, I feel like we have to release an official statement. <laughs> yes. mm, On yeah. behalf of the BBQ. Oh man. All right. I Just guess make I sure it has, to... make sure it has hashtag King in it. Yeah. God, way, he's going to get you know lit hashtag, up. Let, let me tell you, minor league Gill with Baltimore and hashtag King <laughs> <in the same laughs> tweet does not really like, you can't i mean yes we love felix he is forever king felix obviously but there's some logical disc- inconsistencies there right how yeah. much of a king can you be i'm getting My jerry God. rice on the seahawks vibes holy shit all right well <laughs> this was guys this was so fun thank you for having me on i i hope uh, yeah. i hope i can do it again soon absolutely we'd love to have you back i think you are the leader in most guest appearances Hell on yeah. this show so that's sam dell cool. playing get at me <laughs> yeah. you got some work to do bud yeah uh we'll send you some sort of jacket or something mm-hmm. to commemorate this okay, occasion good. Jacket. safely kind of, of course it'll be sanitized great yeah that's i'm looking fun. at a i have a mariner moose funko pop do you want that <laughs> It would be an honor. I'll take anything. I believe He's I wearing have, the teal jersey, actually, so it's great. I believe I have some <laughs> Robinson Cano, Nelson Cruz uh, bottle stoppers Ooh. that you can, Ooh. You can have. I yeah. okay. am presently okay. Wow. using my Nelson Cruz wine stopper, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely Well, let me tell you, the, the Dustin Ackley Ack Attack train is within sight <laughs> from where I sit. So, oh, man. so at, <laughs> at one point, I had a Willie Bloomquist jersey with the sleeves cut off. This was a different time. I assume that's <laughs> how it came, right? Like, <laughs> no, I did have to cut it. It was actually, okay. I tweeted it, actually, at Jordan, at you and Jake, at the Cespedes account, before mm. I knew who any of you were. You didn't mm. know who I was. Because okay, you tweeted yeah. something about jerseys. And I posted like I like laid out all my obscure Mariner shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had that. I had the JJ puts All Star Game one, <laughs> and I had a, a James Jones, and I tweeted them at you guys. And I think at one point it was my most viewed tweet ever because you retweeted it. <laughs> oh my God! Well, that's certainly what we had in mind. Uh, just trying yeah. to make dreams come true. That's where it all started. It's the, the butterfly <laughs> effect. If you had never retweeted that, I probably never would have joined Lookout Landing. Never would have had a <laughs> podcast. Yeah, no, there's That's no true. way. I We'd don't think there's really any chance. We'd have lost by now to, like, Sonic's Rising. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Uh, thank you again, guys. And uh, I guess p- plot whatever baseball barbecue. That's our podcast. You should go listen to it. There you go. There's our plug. Um, there you go. And uh, didn't even have yeah. To be I mean, prompted for the plug. A true, true pro. True pro. True pro. Of course, is the least I can do. Uh, and uh, yeah, we should get off this podcast so you can put this live reaction of us reacting to Felix signing <laughs> with the Orioles. Can you clip this somehow and, and get this up, uh, or send it to me, or I don't know, a, a, anything you can you can do so we can get all of our live reactions to this would be great. Oh, yeah. I think we can. I think we can figure that out. All right. All right. Well, thank you all. I look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you for doing it, uh, everyone. Keep reading Lookout Landing. Season's almost here. Uh, you knew that. You're listening to a whole baseball podcast. You know what's going on. Uh, follow me at mrobertson22. Kate is at Kate Prusser. John is at John Troopin. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if you listen to this whole episode wondering 
how is Jordan even a Mariners fan in the first place? We did an episode about that last winter that you can Google and find on your own. But until next week, when we hopefully have another cool guest, thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. I got the streets on my back, carry it like I'm moving the body. I told him to shoot a hundred rounds, like he trying to move it about it. It was like lamb in the morning, skipping school, that's a truancy body. I made me some rats in the morning, I had me a pack by the morning, I had me some rats by the morning, I had a six pack by the morning.